Welcome to You Good, the podcast. I'm your host, Maya. Each week, me, a newly yet clueless college graduate, will try to understand the crazy world that we live in by having a conversation about how to become a better you. By taking an inclusive and open-minded standpoint, I will be talking about many different topics surrounding personal development, mental health, social advocacy, and much, much more. So sit back, relax, and join the conversation. Hi, welcome to my podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Today I have a very special guest. He is one of my favorite people in the whole entire world, someone that I worked with when I was an RA last year, um, and just a wonderful person. Please welcome Mr. Casper Barber. Clap, 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 clap. I'm very happy that you're here. I'm very excited to have you on because I know I wanted to have you on here for a while. Um, before we kind of start, did you want to explain your pronouns, all that good stuff? Yes, um, my name is Casper Barber. As you said, my pronouns are he, him, his. Um, I am trans and queer. Perfect. That was a perfect little intro. I love it. <laughs> um, so today we're going to kind of talk about, um, I wouldn't say like a heavier topic, but just a, a different topic. Um, and that topic is having a relationship with a therapist and talking to them and, you know, kind of discussing what it is to go through therapy, because I know me and Casper have both been in therapy. I think I'm current. Well, I'm currently in therapy. Are you still doing therapy? I wish. Oh, dang. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I just, you know, I don't know. I just like talking about therapy. I know I've talked about it a lot on my uh, podcast about like me being very vocal about me going through therapy, but yeah, that's a shame. I, I forgot that you weren't in therapy this, uh, this quarantine. Did you yeah. stop once we graduated? Yeah, my last appointment was the day before graduation. Oh, Lord. See, that's like the worst time because I feel like all of us need therapy during quarantine. Yeah, I actually had an appointment um, with my therapist and my psychiatrist the day before graduation. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Dang. Well, Tons of fun. we're going to pretend like, uh, well, actually, no, we're not going to pretend. We're just going to talk about therapy and talk about our own experience with therapy because I feel like therapy is often stigmatized, um, thought about in a certain way. I know it's thought about in a certain way in the black community. I don't know how it is in the queer community, but I don't know. I just really wanted to talk about therapy. So I'm excited. Me too. I kind of want to start off this conversation by just talking about uh, like your own experience. Like how were you first exposed to therapy and how has it been going for you since then? So I feel like I, in my own personal experience, at least um, in talking to people, I feel like I was kind of exposed to therapy in an unconventional way. Mm -hmm. um, so a little background, my parents divorced when I was really young I was like seven or eight when they divorced um and it was a really bad divorce and I never went to court with them or anything mm -hmm. but I guess just because of everything that was discussed in court um I was placed in court-ordered therapy when I was around eight years old yeah. so I was basically 
forced to go to therapy when I was eight years old because of my parents divorced. I had no clue what therapy was. I just knew like they told me I was going to go to basically kind of like this doctor and like I didn't really want to go and then I had to go where like my mom was going to get in trouble if I didn't go because like yeah. I guess she could be held in contempt of court kind of because you know I was in her custody and I was required to go um, yeah. and I mean I'm 21 now and I've pretty much been going ever since so yeah yeah I, mean, I think I'm trying to think of when I first started going to therapy I think I was like maybe 13 or 14 I think that's still fairly young but yeah, I had many therapists. I mean, I'm talking to a therapist right now. So I feel like in total, I've had like, I want to say like five or six yeah, I've therapists had in my life. Like five or six too. Yeah. Have you ever had like a really good therapist that like really, really helped you out? Oh, yeah. The one that um, I just, the, the most recent therapist that I just had, um, I'd say she's probably the best therapist I've ever had. And the one I had right before I came to college is definitely like second best, like right up there with her. Mm, yeah. That's, that's so crazy because I know with like college, it's like easier access, but it's so sad that you're not like talking to anyone now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I have her personal emailer and excuse me, her personal email and I can email her like anytime I want to, mm-hmm. but I have like, forced myself not to email her until I get my life together. <laughs> so I'm waiting until I have like my life together so I can email her and be like, hey, this is what's happening. And this is how I've like organized my life. And so yeah. it's September now and I haven't spoken to her since May. So that's oh, working out like really great. But I <laughs> am like trying not to use her as like my personal therapist. And yeah. so that's like my way of controlling that yeah would you ever get a therapist like now or are you looking into I know you said until you get your life together but like I don't know when that will be (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) um yeah I don't know when any of us are at this point um I definitely so my whole relationship with therapy right now is really complicated Mm -hmm. um because I so where I live, it's, you can obviously find a therapist where I live, but I want to find a therapist that is obviously like specializes in LGBTQ plus people yeah. um, and specifically like LGBTQ plus adults. Um, mm-hmm. My therapist that I had before I came to college specialized in LGBTQ plus kids. Um, Got it. But finding a therapist that specializes in adults, I would have to travel for. Um, And I don't want to have to travel too far to go to therapy. And Mm -hmm. also, like, trying to financially pay for therapy is difficult. I know, like, right now, if I called my mom and I told her, like, hey, I want to go to therapy or I need to go to therapy, she would find a way to make it happen for me because currently I don't have a job. Um, so she would find a way to make it happen for me, but I feel really like guilty almost doing that. Mm -hmm. And also like when I was in college, I was going to therapy every two weeks and I like when I'm at home, I only go to therapy like once a month and my mindset is kind of like weird. Like I feel like I need to go to therapy like every like two weeks, like really often kind of, 
Yeah. Or almost not at all. And um, I know that's not the right mindset to have, but right now I would rather just wait until I get to my like breaking point almost and then go to therapy, like find a way to go to therapy. Yeah. And it's, it's difficult, I think, because again, therapy is viewed as like that safe space. And so especially when your environment or your area is not inclusive to what you need, um, it's really hard. But have you tried like virtual therapy? Because I know that's like a really new thing that people are doing during a coronavirus. Like I have a therapist that I'm talking to through Zoom every single week. I honestly haven't thought about it that much because like I my main thing right now is like the finances. And so I like thought about it for a day and then I was like, you know, I I can just wait a little bit longer. Like I'm mentally fairly okay right now. Like I've been a lot worse. I've been better, but I've been a lot worse before. So like I'm okay right now. I'll Mm -hmm. handle it when it gets to a point that I need to handle it again. Don't take that advice, but like, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) not a good example to follow but it's it's just kind of where I'm at with it right now but honestly that's like a really good suggestion because yeah. it's it's a safer route to go to through anyways with like the whole pandemic and yeah so yeah well yeah I think you should totally like try to look into that because um that way like you can kind of find someone who is more inclusive but they could be far away but you could still contact them through zoom so because that's what I had to do I couldn't find like a therapist that um worked around kind of like what I wanted to talk about um and so I actually found a therapist through my mom so um she was able to help me with that but that's that's crazy though like I can understand your frustration about the whole thing and it sucks um yeah but yeah that's crazy um have you like I know since you've had like a pretty decent relationship with with therapy in general but have you ever um I don't know like met people that have like stigmatized therapy or like how does your family feel about it um like the people around you and I don't know I just want to like see has if like therapy has ever been stigmatized for you or yeah definitely um I've had several experiences with being like stigmatized for therapy um from like a young age um up until like recent years um I've been told that I've like been brainwashed by therapists that mm-hmm. like I don't have things that I've been diagnosed with just because I don't check off every symptom in like the box that they think you have to have to be diagnosed with I've been told that I'm crazy um just different things I've been told that I don't need to be on medication yeah um all kinds of stuff uh I've been told that like I'm not suicidal uh like just crazy random stuff that I'm, I just want to be like how do you know these things if you're a, either like a not a doctor or mm-hmm. b not me <laughs> like you, you you genuinely have no idea um if you're not a medical professional or you're not me so it's not your place and it used to really bother me but now I I don't care I just kind of laugh about it because I'm like it's it's not your place so 
just shut up. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) like, I know what I've been diagnosed with. I know the meds I'm on, like, and the only person that gets to call me crazy is me. Like, yeah. so it's fine. Like, it doesn't really bother me anymore. I guess the only thing that really bothers me is, like, seeing it done to other people. And then sometimes, like, when uh, people say that, like, I do or don't have certain, like, medical mental health conditions I guess um or like when people say they have certain ones that like they say like as a trend and stuff you know yeah I I've had that happen to me like I don't think anything like severe like that but I have had people think like um something's like seriously seriously wrong with me if I'm going to therapy and like it I think whatever like situation that you're going through that you need to talk to a therapist to like that's your business the intensity and like what it's about is between you and that therapist because that's the person that's helping you and that whole like therapist patient confidentiality but um there are times where like I have met people who have viewed me a certain way like oh like as if I'm privileged sometimes that I have access to therapy or they think, oh, you're just, you must be insanely crazy if you're going to therapy and things of that nature. And it's sad. Yeah. It's sad that like therapy sometimes can be viewed as like a power of privilege. Like you have enough money, you're able to get the help that you need. And I think that's also a very real thought, a really real view in the black community because it's like, no one really likes to ask for help like that. Um, Yeah. So therapy is just something that's very new. But like every like all of my family members are in therapy. Like that's like one of the things that my mom really wanted us to be a part of is to find someone to talk to. Because, I mean, yes, there are support systems and you have family and friends. But, you know, it's different when you are able to talk to someone freely who's a professional. So, yeah. Yeah. And like, I just want to point out, I think that well, from my personal experience, like, you don't have to have anything, like, quote, unquote, wrong with you to go to therapy. I've been to therapy when I've been at the happiest and highest points of my life. I go as, like, a maintenance thing because I know, like, if I don't go, I'm going to stoop back down to, like, the lower parts of my life, and I don't want that to happen, and I go to, like, keep myself in check, and I think, like, even the people that are like happier than anyone else and see themselves as like completely normal even though nobody is normal they should be going to therapy too because like it's a good thing and it's healthy and it's normal to go to therapy it's not just for the people that have mental health issues yeah and you're right though because I think a lot of people often skip out on their mental health like they're more concerned with like the physical aspect But like mental health is honestly what carries a lot of it carries a lot of things like if you are not mentally okay, then you are not okay. Um, And so just taking care of your mental state by engaging in self care doing the things that you like, and often going to therapy, or at least talking to someone about it can be really helpful because life itself is like insane and crazy. And especially during the coronavirus like we're all just like having a crappy shitty life um like I I (laughs) honestly like this point I think I've reached like an all-time low and like the lowest point I've never even realized I've been in like I've been in many low points but the coronavirus and like 
you know, not having a job in the beginning and then um, just going through the motions of a job and, you know, having to stay indoors, like pretty much the beginning of quarantine. And well, we're still in quarantine. It's just a lot. <laughs> you so. just wake up each day and you're like, what the fuck's going to happen today? Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> it's insane. And like, no one, no one knows how to, to maneuver all this. Like this is becoming our new normal. And it's so sad because it's like, we were, we never expected any of this to happen. So, exactly. I mean, this is the perfect time to talk to someone to get the help that you need if needed. Um, but before we, like, jump into, like, the second part of this episode, I'm going to take a really short break, but I'll be back shortly. All right. And we're back. Um, so the next question I kind of want to ask you is, like, how do you engage in self-care and what are some, like, therapeutic practices of yours because you're not in therapy anymore so like how are you taking care of yourself so right now like I said um I don't have a job so I'm currently a stay-at-home dog dad (laughs) um so my wonderful dog child Bella um (laughs) she is my go-to um person she's not a person but uh she's my homie and we (laughs) hang out all day um I think she's really tired of me though (laughs) I think she's ready for me to go somewhere because I've never spent this much time with her all at once like we got her when I was in college and so I've never been home this long (laughs) um (laughs) so I think she's really tired of me but no I hang out with her all day and she honestly helps me so much like just being with her because I can cuddle up with her whenever I'm really like having a bad day or whatever um but honestly my main thing um is music I have always like turned to music whenever I'm really down or depressed or having a bad day whatever kind of mood I'm in even if I'm in a good mood it's always been music for me Mm -hmm. um all of my therapists get really mad at me because I don't have any coping mechanisms (laughs) Um, I really don't. And I'll tell a therapist that like on day one, that I don't have coping mechanisms. I can't meditate. I can't do yoga. I don't journal. Um, I'm, I have really bad ADHD diagnosed and I'm not medicated for it. Um, so like none of that shit works. Um, (laughs) it's just not going to work, but like music, I will obsess over, music endlessly for hours I'll listen to music fall in love with an artist a band and like watch interviews watch live performances for hours and it'll just become like this obsession and that's like the biggest thing for me and it helps me so much I mean I have like certain albums that like if I'm in a really bad mood I'll play it and if by the end of it I'm not feeling better than I just need to cancel that day because like that album is like my go-to album to listen to when I'm feeling really bad. And there's like Queen's live aid performance. I watch, yeah, Queen's my favorite (laughs) band. I watch that. Like if I'm having a bad day and by the end of that, like I'm crying because I'm so happy and like that immediately changes my mood. I don't care like how bad of a day it's been like, it immediately makes me happy. Yeah, that's a really real thing. I, well, first off, the dog thing is very real because <laughs> yeah. my dog, as you know, is the love of my life. Um, oh, of course. 
Yeah, but like I think music is also can be very powerful. Like I'm trying to think of things that I'm I've done for self care. Um, see, because I'm different from you. Like I like to journal. Um, I like painting. Yeah, yeah. So I'll do that. But music has also been a thing for me too. I mean, it's not as like intense as you. Like, I mean, like I'll I'm all for like obsessing over celebrity and everything else like that. But, um, yeah, it's mostly, like, just trying to, like, do something with my, like, artistic side. I've also been going out a lot more, like, outside and walks and stuff. I don't know if that's your thing. Like, just walking. See, it probably will be soon, but, like, I live near the coast, so it's really, Mm -hmm. it's been really hot and humid. And, like, you go outside and immediately start sweating. But, like, the past week, it's been really nice out. Yeah. So, like up until the last week it has not been my thing like even just going to take Bella my dog out um it it would not be my thing yeah um but probably more so now that it's like getting cooler yeah do you still drive everywhere because I remember in college like you were always just driving like is that another form of self-care for you oh yeah I um I will drive like I even found like a way to go like because my town is so ridiculously small um but I found a way that takes like two or three minutes longer to get home um (laughs) and I will take that way all the time now just so I can listen to one extra song on the way home and drive like different a different way and see different things even though I know what it's gonna be Mm -hmm. um and I love it it makes me so happy to drive that way um and like the past like month I've gone out of town a couple times with my sister and we went to like an hour like a town an hour away um and like just driving and being in the car was so nice because I love just being in the car and like driving and listening to music I hate yeah I hate like road like I hate like long road trips and driving but I like driving by myself and listening to music or like if someone else is in the car and talking to them yeah um but yeah like if I can like get five minutes extra in on a drive and like hear another song or like see something else then I'm all there like that makes me so happy that's a big form of self self-care for me you know, I it's so crazy because you do know that today is the first day of fall, right? Yeah, it makes me so happy. I was about to mention <laughs> that because I know how obsessed you are with the spooky season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's been a big thing lately. Anytime I have to go out somewhere, like, because I've, everyone's, like, joking me. They're, like, saying that I've been quarantining, like, harder than anybody because I'm such an introvert. So I just mm-hmm. stay home all the time. But, like, if I have to go out to a store or something... I immediately look at, like, the fall and the Halloween decorations. Not really the fall decorations, because I don't really care about that, but just, like, the Halloween decorations. Yeah. And that makes me genuinely so happy. My mom bought me a um, life-size skeleton, like, a plastic skeleton. Oh, yeah, skeleton. I've been seeing it on your snap. That's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, sitting on Did my you couch. name it? Yeah, its name is Jarvis. Jarvis! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's precious oh my god but no I like you know I'm obsessed with fall as well I mean I'm not like obsessed so much about Halloween but like what are your plans with Halloween especially because we're in quarantine I haven't I haven't talked to my mom about it because I feel like I need to get her approval for it because she won't be (laughs) here (laughs) and I don't know how she'll feel about this 
um, because she'll be working. But I really want to get, um, because we have a bunch of kids on our street. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't know this until quarantine hit because they've all been, like, crawling out of their houses and riding bikes (laughs) down the street. Like, it's, like, 2005 or something. (laughs) Um, But I really want to get, like, a bunch of candy and, like, put it in, like, individual little, like, plastic bags Uh and put it in, like, a storage container outside and have, like, hand sanitizer out there and, like, put a sign out there that says, like, you know, please use hand sanitizer, please wear a mask, and somehow, like, put flyers in everyone's mailboxes and let them know that on Halloween, like, they they can come trick-or-treating out there, but, like, just leave it out there and, like, let them take as much candy as they want. Like, I don't care. They can take more than one bag. Like, whatever makes them happy. And, like, the adults can take candy, too, but, like, that way they have a place to come trick-or-treat yeah. at because I know it's going to be really, like, fucked up this year for kids and that makes me really sad like I'm the adult now I have to take care of them and protect them yeah I didn't even think about that like because of the yeah because of the coronavirus like I don't even think no one's gonna go trick-or-treating no one's gonna go yeah so I want to like give them something to do and like I want to sit out there with Jarvis because his eyes light up too so like when it gets dark me and Jarvis can just sit on the porch with his eyes lit up and watch little kids come get candy from like the lawn and, like, I'll put it, like, out by the street, but not, like, where they'll, like, get hit by cars or something, because that would be bad, but, like, far away from where I'll be sitting. And, oh like, God. it would just be so cute and so fun, and they deserve it, and it would yeah. just make me happy. That's so precious. Like, I mean, I think the last time I went trick-or-treating was when, like, my sister was, like, I think 12. She's going to be 18 in October. That doesn't feel real. Like, I know, I know. It's really insane. Your sister um, shouldn't be 18. I know. She really shouldn't. She's too grown for that. I, I, I But yeah, like we went and it was like all the houses on our street were, <laughs> they were, they like turned off all their lights. And so we were like going door to door. <laughs> My we grandparents like, do that. <laughs> we're like, hello, hello. And no one was opening up their door. And I felt so bad because her basket was so empty. And I was like, oh, no. So I think, like, the next day, I think we, like, went to Walgreens. And we just got her a bunch of candy. Like, it's just not the same anymore. Like, I remember grandparents really young. Hi. They, like, turn their lights off and, like, go to bed at, like, 6 o'clock. They hate it. that's so early. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, like. Oh, my God. I I was talking to my friend the other day and I was like, what was trick or treat? Because I was talking to him about um, what I want to do for Halloween. And I was like, do you think that would be a good idea? Because like, I don't know what the kids do for Halloween. Because when I was a kid, I would trick or treat at family members houses. And then I would go to fall festival i not anything halloween i would go to fall festival at churches yeah um so i never had like a real halloween trick-or-treating thing i don't know what it's like to go to like random strangers houses so i don't know if like these kids parents would even let them come to like the random strangers house down the street that they've never even met because my mom don't know any of the neighbors (laughs) we don't talk to people stranger danger is real but i mean you're not as oh well I, I am to them. You're not like, a stranger, but like I know you have a good heart with the whole trick or treating. You're not. That's my to, like, favorite holiday. I just want <laughs> them to enjoy it. I even want yeah. like the adults to come and enjoy it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh gosh, but yeah, I'm excited for fall. 
it's gonna be great it's starting to get like cooler so i'm ready to like pull out the sweaters or even oh, buy I more sweaters spent all day yesterday taking all my clothes out of my closet and putting all my fall clothes in I that's need to do that, that self-care is putting all the fall clothes in yes clean out your closet kids <laughs> Yeah, I need to do the same. Gosh, yeah. you're now like exposing me. Like I, I literally, it's so bad. I really need to organize my closet. Oof, Jesus. Well, that's gonna be another thing on my to do list. You know, whenever I have the time to. Um, uh, but yeah. So I guess that's the end of our this episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, you know, I can talk to you all day. Um, I know. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you all have a great day and I hope to hear from you guys soon. Thank you all for listening. If you want to stay connected and learn more information, such as content about the next episodes, our future guests, and other important links that I've discussed, then follow me on my Instagram at you underscore good podcast or email us at yougoodthepod at gmail.com. I want to hear your comments, questions, and concerns, so send me a DM or email me. Thanks.